Hello, this is episode 171 of the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Dr. Nishra Valley. This episode is on gaslighting techniques used in campaigns. This works for all relationships, but let's do it in the context of the American election. What is gaslighting? It's basically uber projection. So for example, I've seen many Trump supporters use this technique. They'll make a statement like, Trump is the best thing to ever happen to this country. He's done so much. And a non-supporter will reply, okay, great, give me examples of what he's done and created in the last four years. And they'll respond with, I don't have to justify myself. And that's the end of the conversation. And they will keep repeating over and over about not justifying themselves to you and not ever answer the question. In a relationship scenario, there's a moment where someone goes to hit you and you're told you imagined it. How could you possibly accuse me of such behavior? What's wrong with you? How can you disrespect me so much? You're left wondering if you imagined it, but you know that moment happened in your mind. They may even have hit you and say you created it or that it didn't happen at all. They'll find a way to twist the truth, play victim, blame you, make you feel bad. Even if they admit the incident, they will still convince you that you deserved it. The purpose of this technique, gaslighting, which is basically the main technique used by narcissists, is to make you focus on the fire. It's to draw your attention away. It's a diffusion tactic. There's a sense for them that all attention is better than no attention. And that matches the very unrealistic, inflated self-opinion that they have of themselves. Which, interestingly, I've seen that the Trump supporters themselves tend to mimic that viewpoint as well. They do it to erode your sense of self, what you believe to be true about yourself, the world, those who you admire in your life. And it's a technique used to distance you from the support structures in your life, from your friends or your family who will help you and support you and believe you. They use that as a, as a technique to pull you away from those support mechanisms in your world. There are many articles and many recordings and many experts who talk about narcissism. Really, it's very simply about attention. And I suppose I've tended to focus on the roots of the condition and the reasons that it comes about and how to break those cycles. I'm a very practical person and so I work with families particularly who are trying to break the generational cycles. So the roots for me of narcissism are down to the lack of bond with the mother. I often see that this occurs where there's been postnatal depression in particular. It's quite common with premature babies because often premature babies and postnatal depression can go together. It can be present because of a traumatic birthing situation or an event that causes oversheltering of the child. So if there's a near fatal experience when they're especially young, obviously if you're brought up by a narcissist, where the parent repeatedly will place you on a pedestal and then knock you off again. Because basically, for them, you're seen as an extension 
of themselves and their achievements, providing you don't take attention away from them. So in one sense, they're prepared to promote you, but as soon as you are experiencing more attention than they are, they will take you back down off the pedestal again. In generational cases, I find that some personalities are more predisposed to having narcissistic traits than others. And I suppose that's been the focus of my research. And I also tend to draw very complex cases of split personalities to me. And basically, in these cases, in moments of stress, we get the worst aspects of two personalities. So you can be a narcissist, but also have excessive OCD, control, excessive anxiety, violence towards loved ones. So that basically it's a lot more complicated in the mix and it's a harder cycle to break. But very rewarding when you do, because there's often a very empathetic soul buried under all of the bad behaviour. And I've recorded a podcast in the past about the use of negative empathy, which is really applicable to these situations. The only reason I introduce that is to show you that my focus is always about breaking the spell. And I like to think of some practical suggestions here for breaking the spell of the gaslighting that's being used in a political context and in a political campaign, both by the administration, but also by the supporters. So first of all, you need to not reward negative patterns, negative propaganda, negative behaviours. You have to be very consistent in yourself. You don't change for anybody. That's a very important tactic while dealing with narcissists because they expect you to change and to need their approval and to change to match their behaviour. So if you can stay very consistent in who you are, and what you believe in, and who you believe in your life. That makes it almost impossible for them to have any control over you. In the context specifically of an election, it's very important what you share, what you comment on, how you reply, what image you present, what facts you present, what future. And one of the simplest ways to get a good sense of that is to follow very well-constructed presented people in the world and to follow their lead. If it's just as simple as consistently sharing their posts, we have to make sure that you're not being drawn into these experiences of, I don't need to justify myself. I don't need to explain this. I don't need to prove that this is fact. And you don't want to be rewarding what they're putting out there. But more than anything, we have to make sure that our focus is not to chase the fires that are being lit for our distraction from the truth. It's so much more important for you to consistently put out the truth and the reality and for that to be your focus and for you to be consistent in doing that rather than constantly trying to put out the fires.